Welcome to the Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to The Home Hour, part of the Life Listen Network. Spring is here, and we're celebrating with our first ever podcast hop. From what we cook, to where we travel, to what we're doing in our own houses, we're talking about how one of our favorite seasons shows up in our town and in our homes. We'll touch upon scurvy, exotic meats, and Kirsten's first language. It's English. It's also her only language. And you'll even get a history lesson in why spring chickens are worth their weight in gold. All that and more on this week's episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. And welcome, everyone, to The Home Hour. Y'all, this is a fun episode of The Home Hour because we are involved in our first ever podcast hop, which is a word I kind of made up. Kind of. It's pretty awesome. It's fun. And I have no idea what you were talking about when you wanted to do it. But first of all, this is our episode called Spring is dot, 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 dot. Um, And so what we're doing is we have partnered with three of our favorite podcasts. Um, They kind of have a similar vein to ours. They're with two women who kind of chat about design, interior lives, being parents and motherhood and um, just being makers, being designers. They're all in the design category. So if you like our podcast, we would encourage you to go check out their podcast. And if you like their podcast and you're listening to us because they encourage, well, welcome home. Welcome to welcome the home. Welcome home. Hour. We're happy. We're to thrilled have to you. have you. I'm a little nervous as this is the first time you're in our quote you're home. In our home. But the nice thing <laughs> is you can go back and listen to all the other episodes and see if anything piques your interest. Just to clarify what a podcast hop is, it's four podcasts. We're all answering the same question. And um, the four podcasts involved in this podcast hop are North South Makers, Shaylee and Katie, and Style Matters. So for new listeners to our show who are listeners of their show, welcome. And um, I'm excited to hear what just four different you know, four different podcasts, four different shows of women are 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 doing to answer the question, spring is, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, it's kind of like the moth. It's fun. So we all took kind of a vague, ambiguous topic, and we'll all answer it, you know, kind of in our traditional show style. So it'll be fun to hear how everyone answers that. So again, Style Matters. Check it out. You can find all these on iTunes or uh, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Style Matters, North South Makers, and Shaley and Katie. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. so... Let's get to the show, Graham. For those of you who are who are new to the show, it sounds like Graham and I don't like each other. It sounds like I'm always being mean to her and putting her down and she's always mocking me. But the truth is, we're best friends. And we've been best friends for 20 years. And, and Graham goes. knows how to push my buttons. And one of them is to get into the show notes before I can and take all the good spring words. So Graham <sighs> has done that in this case. So Graham, why don't you go ahead, since you cheated, and answer what spring is? Yeah, well, this is so random. I don't know. So I was noodling on this because it took us a while to get this pod hop all set up. And so I was thinking like spring is, what is spring? And then there was like, wah, wah, wah. Spring is like crocuses, which is wonderful. Like there's nothing wah, wah, wah. I love crocuses and I love spring. Um, I don't know what a crocus but, is. That's another difference between you wait, and I. Wait, you don't know what a crocus is? I assume You're I'm using me. context clues. I'm assuming it's a flower of some sort oh, that right. I would if, that I would kill in like 15 minutes, right? For those who don't know you, Kirsten's from Arizona. I live in Alabama. If there's anyone new listening, um, yes. So obviously, maybe you don't have crocuses. That's 
sad. Um, they're little beautiful flowers. They are the first signs of spring and they're like the picture of just new life and birth. And they have pretty little colors and they're very, they're kind of fragile, but they're just, they pop up. They're the first things that pop up in spring. And I love them. Crocuses, anyone who kind of lives on the East coast, even the South will like be excited when they see the first crocus. But then it got me thinking like spring, what are words with spring in them? So I came up with a list and then I just like figured out where did these words come from? Cause I like stuff like that. So the first thing I came up with was a spring in your step. Like what's a spring in your step? Do you know, Kirsten? I assume, yes, of course. <laughs> but I'm sure you're going to school me. I mean, I think a, it was like a little skip. Yeah, a happy, energetic, excited mood or matter as indicated by the carefree one walks, way one walks. Joe's been walking with a spring in his step ever since he found out he was getting a promotion. I like that. It's fun. Do you know what a springboard is? Yes. <laughs> English is my first language, Graham. <laughs> a strong, flexible board from which someone can jump in order to gain added impetus when performing or dive in a gymnastic movement. That's cool. But like every now and then it's fun to like learn stuff. Okay. Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> no, I've never heard of him, Graham. Bruce Frederick Joseph Springsteen <laughs> was an American singer-songwriter known for his work with the E Street Band, nicknamed The Boss. <laughs> All right. Spring Fever. This is cool. This is the one I like the most. Okay. I, always like, I like fevers and plagues. Um, in centuries past, an affliction struck the populace in spring, rendering them weak with joint swelling, loose teeth, and poorly healing wounds. Ooh. The name was I know it sounds terrible. Loose teeth. <laughs> loose oh teeth. I mean, like, what diseases give you loose teeth? What old-fashioned disease, like major tooth leaves? I don't even understand. Okay. The name given this disease of listlessness and weaknesses was spring disease or spring fever. Okay. Mm. Mm. Spring chicken. Wait, I have a question. You put in there something awesome. See in your notes. Is this, uh, is this scurvy? Is this another word for scurvy? Oh, yes. It was scurvy. You're mm -hmm. right. There you go. It was. Oh, I forgot to read that part. It was scurvy. Scurvy is a lack of vitamin C, of course. And in the 18th century, it was a major threat to life. Do you so remember you being on a double date when we were like 18 years old and I kept pouring salt on all my food and you were saying how unhealthy it is and my date said, it's going to prevent scurvy? <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> no, I don't Full know. Full circle, Graham. Full do. circle. My children, whenever they don't eat their vegetables or fruits, I tell them they're going to get scurvy. They've but known apparently scurvy he was wrong because according to your notes, it has to do with a lack of vitamin C and there's nothing in here about salt. Just Well, yeah, it was. A, I mean, it was a pirate's disease. That's why they used to have like lemons and limes on the ship because they would really be eating just like gross um, or just dried breads and meat and they'd all get scurvy. And I guess their teeth would fall out. All right, moving on. Spring Again, if chicken. you're new to the home hour, this is the kind of, this is yeah. the kind of knowledge we're, we're spewing. <laughs> spring chicken. Do you know what a spring chicken is? Like, you ain't a spring chicken anymore. I mean, I assume, it, I assume it means you're, like, old, but I'm sure you're going to tell me some, like, 1500s meaning from it for it, right? Yep. The origin of the phrase actually comes from its literal meaning. In the early 1700s, farmers found that chickens born in the spring brought better prices than old ones that had gone mm. through the winter. Now, that's mm. fascinating stuff. Like, that is knowledge that we have brought to the table. I'm going to drop that at a cocktail party. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, and also we're having a chicken expert come on in a few weeks for anyone new listening. So, uh, like Next week, I believe. Tried and true. Tried and true. Like, you will know Chickens 101. Okay. Spring roll. Like a I like spring rolls. Yeah. In Chinese cuisine, spring rolls are savory rolls with cabbage and other vegetable fillings inside a thinly wrapped cylindrical pastry. 
They're usually eaten during the spring festival in China, hence the name. And it's and one fine. of the things I can do to sneak vegetables into my kids. So I'm Your kids will eat roll. spring rolls? Yeah, totally. And oh. there's all those carrots in it. I mean, not like getting your kids to eat carrots is hard. That's like the one vegetable they'll eat. But... Oh, mine won't touch carrots. Uh-uh, no way. Oh, we'll try them in a spring roll. Okay, okay. Then, really, I'm out after this. Spring a leak. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when you're at a tailgate and you have to go potty. <laughs> that happens to me like every day. I could just be carpooling. Spring leak. <laughs> That's what happens after having a couple of children. How many babies right. have you had? I know. We digress. It's a nautical term, Kirsten, referring to the timbers of a wooden ship springing out of position and so letting in water. Man, this show is brought to you by pirates. I mean, seriously, <laughs> lots of lots of shout outs for our pirate friends today. Okay. Well, since Graham took all the obvious ones, I'm going to say spring means allergies. But it does. We're like, we keep Claritin in business at our house. If you get allergies. We all do. Our family's very allergy prone. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Yeah. Spring season in neighborhood cats. Those are our downfalls. Okay. I put slinkies. I feel like a slinky is a spring that has given up on life. Wait, so you don't like slinkies? No, I like them. But I mean, it's just like it's a spring that's like, I'm not even going to try anymore. Like it's just. You know what I mean? A lazy slinky. It's I have a, no la- idea it's why a lazy slinky. spring is a slinky. A slinky's like we're, it's like oh, a it's spring a in retirement. Spring. Like he's like, oh, I'll I go down the stairs, but I'm not going up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> do you see that? I do. I really, I have to say, I've actually never thought of it like that. Like a lazy spring is mm-hmm. a slinky. Well, I have to get creative because you stole all the obvious spring things. Yeah, I was wondering where that came from. I was like, <laughs> what does this have to do with spring? Okay. Okay. And then... Things that I buy that I shouldn't buy, I'm going to spring for that. And I've got like 15 <laughs> things that I really want to buy, which we'll get into in spring decorating. But so when you spring for things. Okay. I like that one too. Um, okay. Spring forward. <gasps> which is actually coming up for us. And I love mm, it. Even I think we're I actually taping this in advance. So it actually just happened for you. Okay. It did. And then you can talk about your weirdo state. Okay. Well, here's the problem. We are the weirdo state. We do not do the daylight savings time. Um, and I know that that's super annoying for people who you have business partnerships and podcasts with who don't live in this state, but, yep. um, but we're <laughs> right and you're wrong. Guess. Like, let's be honest, right? Daylight savings time is not, ugh, it's a pain. I, I used to hate it when I lived back east and it would get dark at like four o'clock in the afternoon. So I like not having daylight saving time. I don't like that. I have no idea what time it is in the rest of the country, you know, all the time because it's always changing. Let's get to our real show though. Spring. Now that we know the definition of spring. <laughs> Lazy slinky is the definition of spring. It's actually the vernal equinox, if we're really getting um, technical. You're not normally this dorky. I think it's because we have new friends listening or trying to I know. I'm trying to impress our new friends. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly busted. Hey, new friends. I'm really sharp. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) Okay. So let's get into really what does spring mean. And it is interesting because Graham and I are on different parts of the country. You're back east. I'm in the west coast. Although you and I have both lived in many different climates. You're from you're from New York. I was in upstate New York. Um, I had a Midwestern couple of years. So we, we have experienced spring all over the country. But where we are now, what spring means to us and just also kind of on a deeper level, what is it that makes you think, oh, spring? What is it that we think when our kids will grow up? They'll say, oh, that was spring when I was growing up. So so yeah, that's kind of where we are, right, Graham? 
I think so. I think so. I just remember laying on the lawn and just kind of running my fingers through like the grass and like the dead grass would just kind of flake up and off as if you're almost like brushing a dog or a cat and like the old hair comes off and like you could <laughs> almost like brush into the new green grass. And I always thought that was like a fun thing to do. I used to spend a lot of time doing that. Well, that is it's definitely a, a regional difference between the two of us because, again, I had no grass in my home growing up. It was desert landscaping, but spring was when you could finally start to go swimming in your pool because everybody oh, had a pool and it was finally not freezing. So that's yep. my growing up spring. Only the really fancy people had pools. Um, well, it just welcome was to such Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. So wait, do you guys go on spring break? Like, is that a thing or was it a thing until you have children who are now in school? Because I never seemed to catch it. I'm not a spring breaker. I don't know. And maybe maybe you know what it is, is it might be, again, that might be a regional thing. In Phoenix, spring break is like, um, to me, that's the best time to be here. It's the time when you kind of like are ready for a week off. You've been going since the holidays. And um, I like having that break. So I don't know. But for you don't me, feel like it's so lonely and quiet. But that's the no, thing. it's you're... not though. It's not. That's the deal. Is everybody in the world comes to Phoenix for spring break? Okay. Um, like I've talked about it, on, I think on a previous podcast. But we talked about spring training, and spring training is such a fun time of year. A lot of teams train here, so you can go to baseball games. A lot of people come to watch it. Um, everybody's just out and about. It's a fun time to be here, and we all need to save our money and save our time off because. July is coming in Phoenix. So we oh, I like my. to stay here during spring break and just sort That's of enjoy just enjoy like not having to get up and pack kid lunches and you know, I I don't know. I'm okay, not a let me break. tell you what happens if you stay here in Birmingham for okay, spring break. Tell me. Tell I me. literally think I one time saw a tumbleweed going down the street. <laughs> Okay. I'm not making that up. And honestly, I think that if I was entrepreneurial and offered a neighborhood watch service slash cat feeding service, dog walking service, I would make more than I could make in a year of podcasting or really actually maybe even working as like a dot com like startup person or like a, a securities broker. I mean, like this town, everyone gets out of Dodge. Like, I don't know where they go, but they go somewhere and you're just walking. Like there have been times when I've been walking up and down the street and like thought, there is a possibility that, like, the apocalypse has come and I've just missed it. <laughs> okay, well, you're describing July in Phoenix. So to your point, yeah, you got to go where when your town's well, gone and your well, kids and are like, why are we the only person on a vacation? I but the worst that. part is I, I think you kind of miss it, too, because when I had children before we got into, like, the public school and there wasn't a formal spring break, I never really, like, all of a sudden it would just spring upon me, I guess. And I never knew that, like, that was spring break week. And I was very, very late to the game and we had nowhere to go. So we would just be here. But that's kind of nice. But don't you kind of feel like you're winning when your entire town is gone? Like, that is the one thing is, like, when it's July and the entire city of Phoenix is vacated – it's like, do you want to go to a movie? And it's those theaters with the uh, the fancy seats where you have to actually reserve them. Oh, and like normally you, get a good you could seat. not on a Saturday night, like 15 minutes before, like be like, yeah, I'll just buy it. It's like, no, you're going to be sitting by yourselves in the front row. You know, wow. you're like, yeah, I can get the best seat in the house because no one's here. Like I, I can make it. I can make a reservation to the best. Reserve your seats at the movie. Like, who are you people? You don't you I, guys don't have that yet? Ooh, of course not. Oh, all the movies here now. You have to reserve your seats. They're like the most comfortable seats. They they lay um they not lean back. Whatever it's called, they recline, um and they bring you booze. They bring you food. It's awesome. Wow. They bring you che They bring you charcuterie platters. I mean, yeah. No, I don't go to a movie and have popcorn anymore. Like I have stepped up my movie game. Which let oh. me tell you, at like three o'clock in the afternoon when you're watching Ferdinand with your kids, it's a lot more fun when you're having a glass of wine and some, you know, Turkey spring rolls, yeah. if you will. 
That's really fancy, I have to say. Yeah, I still, and see, that's the thing though. I still love a good $1.50 movie theater. Like, I kind of like it when every now and then your feet stick to the floor and you kind of have to unstick them. Like, to me, that's like, or you have to like dust the popcorn from the previous guest off of your seat before you sit down. I kind of like it. You're awesome. Yeah. Okay, so what else about spring besides spring break, which is kind of one of the obvious ones that you didn't steal for your outline? Um, some of my most and least favorite holidays um, seem to come around. Um, I like, for example, I'm very, I love the holidays that like you're not really supposed to be celebrating, but anyone's allowed to. Like, I'm not mm. technically Irish, but there's St. Patrick's Day. Um, I'm I thought you have, didn't like St. Patrick's Day. I hate St. Patrick's Day again. <laughs> it's so, but here's the weird catch about St. Patrick's Day. I despise the holiday. I don't even like the holiday foods like corned beef and cabbage. How are you supposed to get excited about that? And like, Although I do like the color green. Wait, wait. Um, have you... You don't like corned beef? No, not really. Oh, my gosh. Graham, when's the last time you had it? Or do you just do you just think you don't like it? Like, my son thinks he doesn't like ketchup? Well, I made it one time a long time ago. And it was actually... So, well, here's my problem. I actually really did enjoy it. And I really do like boiled right. potatoes. And I really do like cabbage. So, St. Patrick's Day is my sleeper holiday. Okay, so okay. Hold on, it, hold on. Stop. Let's take a time, time out fun. because here's the deal. You need to go to Costco... You can get the corned beef. It's already marinated. It's amazing. You throw it in your crock pot. It's the easiest dinner. All I've like. How many dinners can you say I have a home run? Every single person in the family said that was good. There's like zero. Zero of my dinners are that. Right. No. 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 My my corned beef is ours. This is the Costco corned beef. Try it, Graham. I'm not kidding you. And it's super easy. What do you put on it? You just buy it at Costco. It literally comes in a bag and it's already seasoned and you put it in your crock pot and then you turn it on and then you come home at that night and then you are praised for your amazingness. It's awesome. <laughs> praised for your... What, what do you serve it with? Um, I mean, I serve it with green apple juice and green wine and maybe a little cabbage on the side for my husband and I and like two pieces for my kids just because I'm so excited. Oh, this is your St. Patrick's Day meal. But we start St. Patrick's Day celebration like three months in advance because I'm so excited that everyone likes corned beef. And the kids eat corned beef and that's it? Like they're just eating like a large hunk of corned beef? Okay. If you are not following us on Instagram, go ahead. We're at the home hour. I will do an Instagram story explaining my day of cooking corned beef because you guys will be like, this is the easiest thing anyone's ever done. Okay. That is amazing because the one time I made it in my pot, this was maybe pre-crock pot, it got like the fattiness all over. I could not like stop cleaning the fat of stuff. No, no, no. And in fact, even as I'm saying Costco, I I actually feel like our our neighborhood Safeway has the exact same brand and already seasoned and it's awesome. It's easy, easy, easy. And it's good. And my kids love it. Okay, I will try it because mm-hmm. you usually have good recommendations. All right, well, that leads me to Cinco de Mayo because that's my day. I have my own special awesome. poncho. I mean, I know you drink a lot of margaritas. You're kind of like in the West already, but I love Cinco de Mayo. There's something about it. May is always a good month. It's a happy month. Who doesn't love Cinco de Mayo? Although it does sneak up on me. Okay, mm-hmm. what do you like about spring, Kirsten? Okay, so I have this whole thing with Easter. I have a lot to say about Easter. Um, Make it brief. (laughs) No. Well, here's the deal. So last year, if you go back to one of our very first episodes called The Big Party, we threw this gigantic party, 400 people, and we did the Scrawfish Party. We're not doing it this year. We're going to do it next year. We're taking a year off. Oh, I didn't Um, know that. What? I didn't know you were taking a year off. (sighs) Mom is tired. Uh, Yeah, and we're taking a year off. That was a lot. And also, also, this is very silly, but... 
just if anyone if anyone listening has any interest in throwing a crawfish party, which is a fun, fun party. I can't recommend enough. It's a really it's a really fun, low key, casual party. It's a really cool way to entertain and they ship them to your house and and it's just it's just like a it's a fun party. That's the only word I can use. But um but it does produce a lot of water and we've got a lot of spots in our grass that are muddy. And like it took us maybe six months to recover from the amount of water and the amount of mud. So we are taking a year off just honestly for mud reasons and just because I'm tired. But but anyway, long story short, um, the thing is, from a religious perspective, Easter is is technically like like a more religiously significant holiday than Christmas in a lot of ways. And I 100 percent missed all of the religious element of that. And I wanted to celebrate that. I had friends who were doing these very, you know, spiritual. They were doing these like walks and uh, like the like Lent and all these other things. And, and I missed all of it. I missed all of it because I was preparing corn for the crawfish party and buying shrimp for the crawfish party, all these other things. And so I feel like I actually would like to have a religiously significant Easter this year. And so some of our friends are planning a messianic Seder, which I'm I'm, I'm interested in this. It's going to be a cool thing, kind of some different that we've never done before. Um, yeah. And it's also kind of funny because I think like you and I have talked about this, Graham, because uh, you're, you're, you grew up in a, in a house that was half Christian, half Jewish, and, you know, sort of these sometimes holidays like Hanukkah get a little more airtime just because it's the holiday season. Oh, totally. But... Yeah. But Passover is a big deal. Yom Kippur, right, Shana, right. those, are the, those are the biggies. Um, yeah. But Hanukkah gets a lot of play. Um, sure. Because it's trying to keep up with Christmas. Right, right. But it's kind of nice to celebrate those. And then, of course, even even the more secularized versions that like, I love the Easter egg hunt. I love, you know, that's a blast. We do families in town. We do a fun Easter brunch. So I that's part of spring to me is putting on your fun Easter bonnet, getting your Easter basket, hunting for eggs. Like, I love all that stuff. I, feel I like think that it's feels dawned like on me here. why I am so bad at like refrigerating food and food safety and food handling oh. um, is due to my Easter traditions. So do tell, we do tell. used to, we're, obviously we were like the only Christian family on the block um, in our little town we grew up with. And so we would go all out and we would dye maybe 12 to 14 dozen eggs every year. But like these plastic eggs, um, no joke, I have a war against plastic eggs. Waste of time. Like I've said this, if I've said it once, I've said it again. Easter should not be a candy holiday. It is a protein holiday. Um, we, <laughs> this is Easter, dyed, the paleo version. Right. It was totally paleo. We dyed 14 dozen hard boiled eggs and we, like it was work. What do you do work. with those many eggs? We, ate them. Now I'm getting to the real <laughs> meat of Easter. So no, no, it was worse than that. Maybe this is why like, I don't have a thing with refrigeration. I have a really strong stomach. So basically they'd go out for the Easter bunny, like all 14 dozen would sit out on our dining room table. And in the morning outside in our yard, all 14 would have been hidden and placed by said Easter bunny. Okay. Wait, that's disgusting. That's totally well, disgusting. You guys hid hard boiled eggs unrefrigerated around your yard in spring. Well, not me. A bunny did it. Um, but yes. So <laughs> stop because there's obviously magic in the holiday. Um, and so the bunny hid them and we would wake up and we would do our hunt. But then like the eggs would sit in our baskets for a little while longer. And then my dad would just like put them all in the fridge. And then we would start the ritual habit of systematically finding ways to eat 14 dozen hard boiled eggs. <laughs> so <laughs> for weeks and weeks, I kid you not, like the amount of deviled eggs and egg salad and like just plain eggs with salt i mean i pounded some eggs that was all we ate see i only have one kid who will eat hard-boiled eggs so that's also that's just gross that's 
Graham. Yeah, they were never refrigerated. You don't really need to refrigerate them. They have a longer shelf life than you give them credit for. I don't know. Again, let's put this conversation on pause until next week when we talk to our chicken expert. Oh, yeah, good point. (laughs) These are questions we are unqualified to answer. Okay, well, what do you do for a traditional Easter dinner? Mm, varies every or year. Do, or yeah, do we, you guys do a traditional Easter dinner? Do you do Easter brunch? Do you do Easter lunch? Like, what's your Easter brunch, tradition? I think traditionally growing up, I think what we've done, and this is what we've tried to do for the kids, you know, is like we'll do Easter in the morning. The bunny will come. We'll celebrate the arrival of the bunny. Then we'll go to church. Then we'll go to lunch. And then that's kind of the day. Yeah. We don't really do dinner. I don't think dinner is, yeah, dinner's a little bit further along. Okay. Do you do a dinner? Solid. Uh, we've kind of gone back and forth depending on church schedules, but um, we do like a lunch. It's just, it's like honey baked ham. I think ham everyone does. Yeah, everyone eggs. does Easter lunch. Honey baked ham. I mean, it's like the most fun day of the year to go to the honey baked ham store on the Friday before um, Easter. Wait, that's a fun day because I've driven by the honey baked ham store and I've thought, gosh, I'm so glad I'm not the honey baked ham person. <laughs> So, did you hear about the Honey Baytown riots last year? So basically, they printed up these coupons that were amazing, and they came in all of our mailboxes, right? It was like two free pounds of like the sliced, really good Honey Baked Ham, and there was nothing on the coupons. Like it, it just looked like a total score, right? And it came out right at about the time of Easter. So everyone, like for some reason, they were so eye-catching, they caught everyone's eye. Like the entire town like heard about this Honey Baked Ham giveaway right in time for Easter. And so the lines were like around the block, out the door, people were pumped like they planned on all their ham and then we all get to the store like the whole town gets sunny baked ham and they say oh yeah it's only good for the day after easter i'm telling you i have never seen more old people like riot i mean it was amazing (laughs) everyone was so angry but i have to say uh i'm like i'm kind of i feel like i've eaten enough honey baked ham to get me through the next 15 years bite your tongue Really? It's delicious. Ugh. How often do you eat it? Oh, like once a year. Maybe. Oh, I just feel, I feel like I'm burned out on the honey baked ham. Like, I, I'm, ugh, I don't want to have any more honey baked ham. You're inspiring me to get some corned beef and ham. I was like, oh yeah, corned beef. Mm-hmm. We, we, we will talk and you will, you will eat your words because you will try the corned beef and you will say it's amazing. Um, I don't know. I kind of want to mix it up this year. I was kind of suggesting a lamb. Oh, what lamb is th- nice. I do love lamb. Yeah, I do love do like lamb. Well, we, were, we were talking about this actually last year, and we were trying to like figure out how to just make it easier on my sweet mother-in-law who always hoes, and we're like, well, who's going to do salad? I'll do that. Who's going to do devil eggs? And who's going to do lamb? And it was crickets. Crickets. No one would volunteer because it's kind of intimidating. It's not one of those things you cook a lot, and finally but someone was like- it's not that difficult. It's actually quite easy. We cook well, lamb someone, someone finally chimed in, and they said, God will provide the lamb. <laughs> But he didn't, and we ended up getting honey baked ham. So, you know, back to the honey baked ham. We'll figure it out. But maybe this year, if you're telling me it's easy, maybe you can uh, post on Instagram how we cook a lamb and you can teach me because I'm I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for an Easter change. We do lamb chops, leg of lamb all the time. I mean, really, it's nice because we don't do it on the grill. It's like a very oven heavy um, dish and it cooks up very nicely in the oven. You just roast it like 450. I mean, Mm, stick it in. Okay. That's it. Well, I think think we've covered holidays, but let's get to the last kind of. The last kind of thing on our on our agenda, Graham. Okay. Sort of that spring is dot like dot, spring dot. cleaning to me. I feel like it's like a cleaning and a you know kind of decorating refresh. I would say I get a fever around this time of year, like a true like fever. scurvy or like <laughs> I just want to like kind of get some new pillows. 
like a new pillow fever. Okay. Like, I just, I want to purge my entire house. I'm in a very minimal stage right now, like less, 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 less. Uh-huh. Which is ironic because I'm about to get more, 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 more because I'm about to like go pick up all my grandma's stuff from her apartment that's coming my way. So I'm like trying to purge in in advance of what's coming my way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I get it. I get the bug. Yeah. I feel like because most of our year is is warm weather in Phoenix, I feel like spring is sort of my um, my kind of one point in that calendar year where I'm like, now is the time to go through the cousin hand-me-downs. Now is the time to go through the what fits mm-hmm. you, what doesn't fit you. Because if you have small children, the reality is you're going to have bins of Rubbermaid, oh. plastic, you know, and that, I don't know. My for laptop reason, for right me, this now. This is my time. What we're, I am recording, if this makes you feel better, mm-hmm. on my, my laptop <laughs> and my microphone are sitting on top of a Rubbermaid bin filled with clothes that don't fit. <laughs> okay. So I'm not the only one is what you're saying. <laughs> no. You're in a very safe space. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's, it's real. So, and then anyway. also, I do feel like it's also, may, and maybe it is because people come into town a lot in the spring, um, at least for us, uh, it's also, I do think I do a little bit of, not like tear down walls and buy new couches, but I do do like a small amount of like, maybe buy some curtains, maybe buy some tablecloths, maybe switch out some pillows, sort of. I do kind of like a, a you gotta zhuzh it up. Yeah, zhuzh it up, as you always yeah. say. Exactly. I do it. Yeah. I so, mean, I have to go out. So the funny thing here in Alabama is um, you will get like in a you basically every year everyone gets schooled because what happens is like late February and this is what happened this year. It gets like 70 odd degrees, beautiful, gorgeous days. Everyone comes out of their shells. We had a particularly hard winter. And then all of a sudden, an unannounced freeze will just pop in, like a really, really hard <laughs> freeze. Like we're in one right now. Um, mm. And so we had a freeze last night, but it was like beautiful mid-70s the past few weeks. And so everyone went out and bought like ferns and peonies and all these little stuff. And they're all just dead. Mm. <laughs> and it happens every year and nobody ever learns their lesson. I don't want to be mean, but can I tell you, we could have summarized this all in one sentence. Do you know what spring is to me? What? Well, I have to go pick up my daughter in about five minutes, so we're going to have to wrap this up. But to me, spring is I sent my daughter to school this morning in flip-flops. She's been wanting oh. to wear them every day since Christmas. And I said, no, 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 no. It's too cold. It's too cold. It's cold. Guess what? She did it today. Spring is here, everybody. Spring is here. All right. Well, everyone. flip-flops. <laughs> you're living here. the good life in Arizona yet again. I sent mine to school today and I said, you better bring home the coat you forgot yesterday at school and pull down your hat because it's freezing outside and don't keep the lady who's carpooling you waiting because it's cold outside. <laughs> so uh, I think we're actually going to walk to school today. Ooh, ooh. So, come move here. Come move here. So what we've learned from me and Kirsten, which is a good metaphor for today's podcast top, is that spring means a lot of things to a lot of different people. And if you were looking to hear what spring means to a few other new fun gals, we would encourage you to check out North South Makers, Style Matters, and Shaley and Katie. And as always, welcome to our new listeners. And if you have any questions, please, please, please send us an email, hello at thehomehour.com. Or if you've also enjoyed today's show or even past shows, please leave us a review on iTunes. Right. And go ahead and subscribe if you've enjoyed the show we're on itunes you can just hit subscribe and get all these shows delivered right to your phone and um we do try to keep up on instagram and i and i am gonna i am gonna help my my buddy graham out and show her how to cook corned beef and cabbage dinner so go ahead and follow us at at the home hour at instagram um but thanks to listening for our faithful listeners and thanks to listening to our new listeners and thank you graham fun to chat with you i'm gonna go pick up my little monkey and her flip-flops 
because spring is here. I hate you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Welcome home. doesn't love Cinco de Mayo, although it does sneak up on me. If it was Cinco de Siente, I would have a little more time to prepare, but Mayo, I mean, it's, or no, no. I mean, yeah, that doesn't make was, any sense. On, Cinco, if, it five was, of seven. if it was Mayo de Siente. Nope, still, still not right. Still not right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, let me do it again. Let me do it again. If it was, if it was uh, like the 20th of May... Do it I in English. Remember. Your your self-proclaimed first language as you start at the show. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you go back to basics? If Cinco de Mayo is messing you up too much. <laughs> Mayo doesn't mean month, it means May. My kids are taking French and Latin. Can I just say that? Yeah.